crisp. I like how Grady added like an after effect to that. I'm doing the tapping on his I'm doing the tapping ASMR. Grady, this fresco tastes like shit. I'm kidding. It's fine. They all taste the same. It's good. All frescoes taste the same. Yeah. All It's always tasted the same. It's fresco. Yeah. I like it, but it's a No, it's good. Does fresco only come in one flavor? Yeah, it's fresco. Actually, no. I think they have more more flavors. But yeah, I think I this is the say, standard one. This is the, oh, no, this grapefruit is the original. Is regular fresco. Okay. It's actually right. grapefruit citrus. Oh, because you know grapefruit isn't really a citrus. Is it not? No, it is. That I just I don't understand oh. why they have to be support, superfluous like that. But you, you think know, there's another citrus in there? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know either. It just kind of tastes like grapefruit soda to me, but yeah, it's good. It's fine. It's fine. It's better than the cotton candy and whatever the orange dreamsicle yeah. melted soda. I, I bought a um, cotton candy flavored seltzer water from like Ralph's, and the first one I had, I thought it was really good. And then as I had like two or three more, I was like, oh, this isn't that good. Were you fucked up? Were you drinking beer like you're drinking right now? No, okay, I wasn't. That's good. I was just really excited to try cotton candy flavored um, water. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> Welcome so gross. to What's Your Record, everybody, where um, we always need a cold beverage to open open the show. Thank you for sharing, Grady, even though it took three tries to get a flavor that was for human consumption. You're welcome. Uh, I was trying to pawn off all the ones See, he didn't want. My strategy is I just I fill my mini fridge with a bunch of drinks that only I would want to drink, and then no one will take them. Yeah, you know, Carmen used to only smoke menthols because of that, but if I was drunk, I would always want a menthol. Um, anyway, been a minute. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you, Jake? I'm good, man. A little hot. A little hot. I knew. I it's getting, it's getting a little up. warm in here. a little toasty in here. Air had to come off. We had some air interference in the mics. You but call it cozy. You yeah. call it cozy. Not really what I'm trying to do in August. Yeah, but that's fine. Cozy on up with the boys. Yeah, with the boys. Um, been a minute. What else is new? It always uh, takes a minute. I think this. Uh, all these albums are from May. I oh, think. yeah. I know, right? I know. It's like we, right. we said the, new music. This is the new music episode. No, I think but, yours is June, Jake. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mine's. Right? I think we got one of each. Right. Grady's is April, mine's May, and yours is yeah, June. Yeah. So we the, okay. the theme was, you know, we always try to mix in some new music outside of the, the singles. So the cutoff, I think, was everything through the first half of the year. Yeah. Um, I think just first half of 2023 is. We know what we would consider new music. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but none of us chose anything first from like January or anything. No. So. Um, I'm behind. I mean, we're only in Q3, so. Yeah. As I get older, oh. I realize that I don't really have the time or the patience to ingest new music like I once did. Uh, let's do some music news. That guy died. How you feeling? What do you mean that guy? That guy, guy from, from that from band. The band. From yeah, the from band. the band. Which band? The band. The Wait, one, the one band, the band? Band. The, the band, oh, the band, the band, oh the band, that guy. Yeah, Robbie Robertson. What is and his middle uh, name? Robinson. The... Robbie Robinson Robertson. Yeah, God. that would be confusing. Wouldn't <laughs> it would also, be. Also, uh, Dale, the voice actor that does Dale in King of the Hill, died. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Um, voice talent, you know. Actually, I don't. Did Robbie, the Robbie guy, did he sing at all? No, he was the one guy who didn't sing in the band. He's the one guy no, who didn't he, sing. He was the lead singer, songwriter, guitarist. Oh, okay. Who's the yeah. guy who didn't sing in the band? Who didn't sing? Yeah. Well, the drummer also sang, but I 
Don't Didn't know. both bass players sing? I'm pretty sure everyone in the band sang. That's a great band. That's a very talented yeah. band. If it's they're just doing like that. the Beatles, just like the Beatles. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know and if Kiss. they. I don't know if they're all writing songs like the Beatles. But, right. Right. Well, um, I don't know if you consider Ringo's songs songs. I mean. They're songs. He tried. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Isn't he a solo artist now? I'm, yeah. I'm joking. I'm messing with your Octopus's Ringo. Garden is good. We love you, I don't pal. know how many of them he wrote. A lot of them were covers for a long time. <laughs> um, what about, uh, you guys know who that Lil Tay is? No. Oh, I heard about that. I'm not familiar with her. No, nah, apparently like she was young... dead yesterday, but now she's not really dead. Oh, uh, she didn't actually die? No, it was like a fake report or something, but apparently she's like a... 14 year old like uh hip or something tiktok person that yeah. is just like influencer some kind but she's like a little 14 year old girl who i guess like is a hardcore rapper and is always waving money around and saying the n-word and stuff <laughs> um and apparently yeah, her, right. and apparently her mom makes her do it and is like taking all their money oh of course uh well she was dead yesterday now she's not um didn't know who she was before she was fake dead. Had to get her back in the headlines, you know. Yeah, somehow. so watch out for that. Um, Lil Tay. Lil Tay. Tay. Big Tay. Taylor Swift was Tay. in town. You know, I was watching um, Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. <laughs> Which number is that? Um, it's not numbered. It's the, the, it's the third, only... I think it's the third one. But it's not numbered. It's not numbered. No, no, it's, no, it's, it's Tokyo just Drift. called Tokyo Drift. But I believe it comes after fa- Too Fast, Too Furious. Okay. So it's the third one. Right. But, so I was watching dude, that. I can't keep track. Wasn't know, the newest one just called F9? Dude, I, no, I think no, they're on that's F- old FX. as shit, dude. They're it's on, 10 now. Yeah. It's the oh, last one. Well, but some of them are just called like F and then a number. They're just, they're... FF. Dude, who even knows? They try to have them all be different names and it's like, why? Yeah. Like, this isn't that interesting of a... Yeah, just keep it. You know, of a uh, series like... Just keep it to an understandable level that right. your uh, tar- target audience anyway, will get. Yeah. But, I was watching that and... Um, forgot the little bow wow is like a main character in that was he just bow wow then well no he was little bow wow then but now, now he's just bow wow he's ba- actually i don't even think he's bow wow anymore i think he just goes by his name but he was quite little know. in that movie he was so. little i get why he was called <laughs> yeah. little accurately bow wow. little accurately small and his name in that movie is twink which i love that i might need to i love that i might need to reinvest in this series and there's just the the like the 25 year old uh main character who's supposed to be like 14 but he's like clearly like a 25 year old dude and he's He's just like he's like hey twink (laughs) just like this is a serious is it twank or twink his name is twinky oh but they all just call him twink for short Oh man, and That's I'm just like, funny. this is amazing. I feel like I slept on this franchise. It's I such don't... a bad movie, but also such a great movie. Oh, yeah. And that's how you, you know, you could describe most of them that way. But they try to get way more serious. I feel like nowadays, like family, the plot is like all like heavier, and it's much more like action movie focus. Whereas these are the old ones are more like, look at these fun like tuned up custom cars, and here's like a dumb plot to go beside them. You know, I still think they're that. I mean, yeah, but it's definitely, it, they're more about, like, the big action sequences. And family. I know that's And they just, like, there's just a bunch of muscle familiar. cars. Well, and then it's that. it's not even the same, like, directors or director. Oh, I don't know. I, I, don't, yeah, I, don't, I haven't know. paid that close Find attention. a franchise that's all one guy that's yeah. 10 movies long. But I think that about covers everything that's happened since the last time we were all hanging out together. Uh, in the in yep. the culture, Pretty since much. the last time we did one of these, they've made three Fast and the Furious films. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked, but not with the writer's strike going on. Either. No, no. So, <laughs> okay. Thank so, God we don't write any of this down. We're not really writers. So, so we did new music. New music. There's This has been a good a good year for music so far. I'd has say. it? I, I think so. I think there's been some solid music. I don't know if there's been anything that's necessarily stood out as like, this is the best album of the year. Right. Well, we're there's been a lot of it. consistently good albums. Yeah, there's been opinion. a few for me. I feel like yeah, I've just been out of it. I have no idea what's been happening. There's I like that one record that you sent me, Grady. What's it called? Space Cadet? Something? What are they called? Sleep Ranger? Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. Um, I I don't even remember. It's a good record, whatever but it is. But it sounded like something. You whatever would like. it is. Whatever it is. I listened to it a lot when it came out. I've been you know doing a lot of shit. Anyway, so it just had to come out between. Um, now in the beginning of the year and they're all a couple months old so i went last last time so i'm gonna go first so the record that i chose was the new record from squid podcast actually i don't remember if it's a podcast favorite definitely one of my favorites strange ranger Strange Ranger. Band. Why did I say Space Cadet? <laughs> well, that's, yeah, a, that's a different band. Is that a different band? Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, I was going to say that sounded familiar to me. But. Space Ranger? Strange Ranger. That's a good record. Everybody listen to that. I wish we were talking about that today. Dude, have you uh, guys seen Have you guys seen the Snoop Dogg Wheel of Fortune episode? No. Oh, dude, it's so funny. Is he allowed you to have smoke to... weed on the show? No, but he like always rings the buzzer first, and then his his answers are like so funny. Like they make no sense at all. Wait, Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune? Wheel of Fortune, because because like he has to fill in the gaps, you know, fill in the words or yeah. whatever, and he he has like a T up there, like or whatever, and he's like, and he's like, yeah, I'm gonna guess a uh, toilet teacher, <laughs> or like just like he just says like random shit. <laughs> It's, it's worth watching, but anyway, the reason I brought that up is because everything he says is probably like a great band name. <laughs> like <laughs> Toilet teacher. It makes no sense in the context of the show, but uh, all killer band names, so. Okay. True, true. That, and I would remember that. Uh, this is Squid, which is, you know, it's a decent... It's a Not to be confused name. with Squitch, which Not, is another yeah. band that... Um, I did choose them, huh? Yeah. That you chosen... No, but, it's uh, a squid. Squingili is the Italian say. Squingili. Um, so they just put out their second full-length album back in June. It's called Oh Monolith. Oh, the the other one was their first one, their last one. Yeah, they had put out oh. singles and an EP. I didn't know that. So yeah, follow up to last year's critically acclaimed Bright Green Field. I loved it. Everybody else loved it. Uh, this new record. Everybody loved it. This new record, uh, you know, it dipped on the Pitchfork scale. Um, oh, no. Which I find I care How about badly. It's like a 7.3 instead of a Best New Music, like 8 top 10. So their first album. one got Best New Music. I think so, yeah. Um, but yeah, they're a post-punk band out of England. Um, lots of instrument use, lots of horns, lots of synths. Uh, this one gets a little more coral and there's some woodwinds on there i Wood, feel like woodwinds. Uh, they described it as a musical evocation of environment domesticity and self-made folklore they recorded it out wow. in the british countryside at peter gabriel's uh studio which they described wow. as a james bond villain 
layer. What the fuck? Um, Self-made folklore sounds a little bit like coheed to me. No, but Peter like Gabriel? folklore is like different than like concept. But yeah, Peter Gabriel from Genesis. Folklore is an album um, by uh, Taylor Swift. It is. It is with <laughs> Bonnie Bear and all those guys on it, and uh, yep. it's still not good. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, Jake, this we're trying record, to get the Swifties to no, like us. Come but on. I don't want them to come after us either. I don't know. Gianna went to the show. She said she had a good time. Uh, it's a spectacle, and there are a bunch of famous people there. Anyway, Squid, though. So this album, I feel like, gets a little more uh heady, like Kid A territory. Like, there's a lot a less, like, punky. Yeah, synth and, like, atmospheric stuff. Some weird witchy, culty chanting. Mm-hmm. Um, witchy. A lot less like woman. screaming and yelling um, that I liked on the first album. Like they said, like the negative reviews were like it's more bark than bite. Like it's not as biting. Um, but I look at it as more like of an exploratory album. Like they really do they push mean, the sounds that they do. They are it. they meaning that phrase sonically? It's more bark than bite. Sonically, I think so. Yeah, or like metaphorically. <laughs> no, I think I think sonically Vocally? because the the first album hmm. it's a lot more. Like the singer is yelping a lot more and screaming. It's a lot more aggressive and it has yeah. those soundscapes in the synth, but this one is a little more mellow and it really makes the albums where they do scream or where they do go hard and fast that they stand out I feel a little like more. Post punk a lot is is judged based on like the energy it brings. Yeah. And if it has more of like a mellow energy, I feel like that could be viewed kind of negatively to a lot of critics because they it's like not the typical kind of aesthetic for punk and post-punk almost. Yeah. And when they went so hard into it, like a, a couple publications did point out that it like, it might just be the victim of like high expectations because the first record was like so fucking good and everybody really liked it that if they would have done anything different, which they totally do. It's like the the very like Setting stereotypical sophomore slump syndrome. Or yeah. Whatever, and I remember know? even talking to CJ, who's the editor for, uh, Mary go around magazine that I write for. And he even says, just like, yeah, it's not really as punchy. Um, mm. But the more that I've sat with it, and it's definitely, I feel like a headphone record. I really enjoyed it. And I like what they're doing. Um, and I feel like it is like a step forward and they're trying new things, new instruments, new arrangements. And it's still got the weird time signatures and it's groovy, but it's also punky. Um, Were you saying sophomore slump? He did say that it kind of saying like that. That's kind of a, is that how you, is that how you felt about it though? I didn't spend enough time with their first one to really. Can you not? Can you really other? not say sophomore slump until they've had more than two albums? Because you don't know. No, if I'm using like, that term in the sense of worse they have <laughs> a debut album that's very popular and well received, and then they have a, no, a second album that is less well received. Yeah, but still well received. But I guess a slump, yeah. a slump would have to be a dip, meaning like that if it their comes next back re- yeah. up again. Uh, I don't really in think, a way, and I don't really think, yeah. yeah. I don't it's really think the they phrase. give a fuck. Yeah. No, I know. I'm just uh, saying, like, it's hard. To, it's hard to say that if like the band only has two records, I guess. But I guess you could. But it's, uh, I guess they road tested a bunch of these on the tour that they did. They're coming back in February. I'd be excited to see them again. They've officially graduated from playing the small room at the observatory to playing at the actual observatory. Okay, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So before we go into it, I want to play the first track and i think it was the first single the video is really cool it's called swing in a dream and we're going to start from a little bit into it because it's got a long instrumental intro which is sick but i want you to get a little bit of the the vocals in just there. uh before we dive into this um i just wanted to share the 
Metacritic scores for both their albums. Okay. The first one is an 89, which okay. is very, which is very really high. high. Yeah. The second one is an 82, which is also very solid. Oh. Yeah. So that's, you know, a full 10 points essentially ahead of where Pitchfork put it, basically, or nine well, points. Well, good. Fuck them. So they, they, it sounds like they are probably on the lower end of that spectrum in terms of critic reviews. Yeah. Hmm. Thank you for doing that. I don't know why I always go to Pitchfork first. I feel like I'm just like impulsively trained to look at not that I give a shit. No, I mean it is a good like reference point for a certain type of review, I guess. Word. But they Meta- are, Metacritic they, is more all encompassing. Pitchfork is a is good to look at if you wanna like have your finger on the pulse of the zeitgeist. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's like, oh, if Pitchfork gave this album a worse score than their previous one, then you know, that kind of is indicative of how like that group it's, is kind of it's feeling more, about things maybe i think it's more indicative of like the trajectory of the trend rather than like the actual critique like critic level review of the album i mean i'm convinced that because the pitchfork way pitchfork is just, reviews, is just one person that reviews it well but like the, the way same. i'm convinced that they work is that they have writers and the writers write the reviews and then they have no say whatsoever in what the score is. They oh. write the review. Like the editing team. And then the editorial team goes in and they read the review and they decide what score they're going to give it. And like obviously if they review something and it's really positive, they can't like straight up just give it a shitty score, you yeah. know, because right. that'll look dumb. But there's a lot of leeway. Like there I've read be reviews, a formula that goes into it. I've read reviews from Pitchfork that are seemingly glowing and have no negatives listed, really, right. and it's like a 7.2. And then I've also read some that are extremely positive, but then they're like, I hated this one track, and it's like, oh, like what best you did new with music, 8.9. Yeah, yeah, exactly, just like that. So <laughs> personally, I think that it's it's that's how they they do it, and you know I. I'm coming from... Maybe it's just AI-generated, This is dude. based on my personal editorial experience in writing about music and yeah. writing about video games and that the writer is not necessarily the final person that decides how it's actually scored. Or even yeah. what the title of the fucking thing yes, is in my or personal exactly. experience. Yep. When nope. Mary Garound was like, we told the scene to listen to Coheed and Cambria. I'm like, I did not do that. Uh and not a lot of people responded to that because it was a dumb title. But Mary Go Round doesn't listen to this. So anyway, got to get those clicks. So this is the first track off Squid's second album. It's called Swing in a Dream. We're going to start from a little bit in. And uh, Grady? And here we go.
Yeah. Um, there we go. A lot that going was... on, because I feel like when I was listening to the record earlier, I just had it like playing out of my big speakers in the room, but with headphones, there's just like, there's so many different little synth line going, and little, just little squeals and squeaks and stuff. Little squeals and squeaks? I, think... I like the uh, the pitch-shifted synth. Yeah, that was... That's always fun. That was cool. Kind of make it almost sound like a theremin or some shit. That's exactly what I was thinking, because Daisy just played with someone uh, who was a theremin player at this show she played last weekend, and I was like, it's been a while since I've seen someone... Messing around with a theremin. But I think that track um, has all the best parts of the first record. Like, it's got horns in it layer, uh, later. It's very layered. Um, it's groovy. Like, we were coming out of that first uh, set of vocals, and then it got really bass-heavy. Um, at the end, he starts screaming. I'm always very... Um, the main singer is the drummer. And, like, some of the cymbal patterns that he's doing, like the hits he's doing, the grooves and stuff, I'm always very impressed that someone can sing and do that. Um, but yeah, I just think it's a little more experimental than the first record. Uh, Devil's Den, uh, is about a burial ground where supposedly demons play around by, uh, the studio where they recorded. That one's got some cool effects on it. Um, Siphon's song has some cool vocoder effects on it or just like low distorted vocals. Um, and it gets really weird. That one's the one that's got like some witchy chanting in it. And then it goes into Undergrowth, which is very atonal and dissonant i described it as like walking around a circus while you're taking a bunch of acid it's very like whimsical but also dark and weird i love the dude's guitar tones but some of the guitar riffs uh like the the pick the picking reminds me of radiohead a lot i don't know i just really really like these guys um and i feel like on this time around he's trying to sing more than doing some of the when he's louder and shouting, it was almost like David Burney from the Talking Heads on the first record, like mm -hmm. very emphatic. The guy from Ott kind of reminds me yeah, of the way he similar. sings. I uh, definitely but, can see the Ott. But this one, it's a lot of like lower register, lower tones. There's a lot more like talk singing. He does get into the screaming and the David Byrne stuff, but I really like these guys. And at first I was kind of bummed when this record came out. I'm like, oh, it's not as loud or punchy, but the more that I've sat with it... Um, I really like it. Like I said, it does kind of remind me of going from OK Computer into Kid A, where it's like less loud and abrasive, but soundscape-wise, I feel like they're doing a lot. But I've been talking a lot about it, and I guess I forgot that you didn't spend a lot of time with the first one. I thought we all really liked the first one when we did the... When it came uh, out a couple I years ago. I remember listening but... to it and enjoying it, but not really getting super into it. What about you, Tyler? Yeah, same. I... Oh, okay, I, I guess I'm forgetting that, but you guys go ahead. What do you think of... Squid. I like this one better than the first one. Really? Yeah, a lot better. Cool. I think um, the first one for me felt pretty disjointed. Like, I, I get what they're doing, um, but it just didn't feel like they honed in on their sound yet. It felt very like a first record to me, yeah. like a band's first record, which can be great. And I'm sure like it'll be looked back on great, you know, as a great record um by a lot of people but for me this one felt much more like okay they kind of stripped it back dialed in like you said the soundscape a little bit better um to me the songs are a little more straightforward which i guess i'm sure some people critique but i actually think it worked better for me like as a as an album i don't know i think um 
I think on the first one, I appreciated the experimental nature of it. But on this one, I appreciated the consistency of it. So it's sort of like, I'm not sure how to rank that, you know? Yeah. But I think gut feeling wise, I liked this one a little better. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think just like straight likability to it. I think that this is a more accessible record than the first one. Interesting. Which, it, which I know is like kind of a stretch or might be difficult to understand but i think like if i'm just trying to put myself outside of what i know about the band already and if someone was like oh check out this band and i listened to this record first and then went to the first one i think that would be a better introduction to the band for me Hmm. than like if i went the other way around interesting but i don't know yeah i I feel i mean i kind of like i don't know i'm I'm interested to see what else they do because i kind of feel like that about kings of leon like it's almost like there's certain i mean which obviously now like they're a totally different thing but like i think at the time i was introduced to them they had just put out their second record okay yeah you were in them a lot earlier than i was whereas like i was introduced to them with sex on fire and then i heard the first record and i was like oh this is the same band (laughs) right but like but but like when i heard the second so i was introduced to their second album and i was like oh whoa this is like so good and then i went back to the first and i was like oh this is really cool too but in a different way i think that was the right order whereas if i had heard of the first record when it came out i might have been like eh i don't know you know yeah no i get it i feel like i i disagree I think they do different things where it's like, I don't know, I get shit on this for all the time, but it's like, I don't think, and this is not saying they are Radiohead, but I do think the jumping from OK Computer to Kid A is a good example of like what happens here. But it's like, I could really give a fuck about OK Computer. Um, it's fine. The good songs are good. It's whatever. I don't listen to that kind of music. Like, I don't go to Radiohead to listen to that kind of music. I like the more experimental mm-hmm. synthy stuff. Um, well, not even Cynthia because Johnny Greenwood plays guitar on all the shit or whatever, but it's like, okay, computer to me is like, not is like this fucking changed the game. Um, I can see like, that comparison though of like, what totally, but I like what grabbed me about squid is there, you know, part of this class of like this revival of like this post-punk sound or whatever is that like, I like the screaming and the abrasiveness of it, but it was very groovy. And there were elements of that where this mm-hmm. is a little bit more subdued. And I could see where they are maybe as a band going from what they did last time to doing this. Yeah, um, I'd have I'd have to revisit the first one like back to back with this one because my memory I I haven't listened to the first one in probably almost a year. Yeah, and my memory of it is that it felt very disjointed. But maybe going back to it now that I'm more familiar with the band, like I might not feel that way, but. This one just felt cohesive to me. Like, it felt like a record. It felt like they went into a studio or whatever and made a record and, like, focused yeah. focused in and honed in. Yeah, I, I mean, I liked... I, again, like, I haven't spent a lot of time with the first record, but I enjoyed this one. I liked the arrangements and a lot of the layers that they create with the different instrumentals. The horns were interesting. You know, I, I like the percussion elements, like, in that, that track we just played, like... I feel like there's multiple different layers of like percussion going on beyond just like a, a drum kit, basically. Yeah. Um, I haven't like really looked too into the lyrics per se, but it's interesting. I feel like his 
lyric style is is very different than something like in Black Country New Road, which is a lot more like descriptive and like almost like you're reading from like a journal or something. Whereas this is much more like fragmented and like and I think that's poetic. A, that changed to this on this one. Like the first record, I felt like was more about like. Like, you could feel Brexit in it, like, just mm. socioeconomic, like, political shit that's going on over in Britain or whatever, talking about, like, you know, how bad it sucks to live in a city and stuff. Like, this one, The Blades, I think, is about, like, police brutality, um, and there's a little bit of that, but it does feel a little more fragmented, and again, fuck, it's gonna be stupid going back to it, but it's like, that's like what Tom York did on Kid A or whatever, where he didn't want mm. people looking at his lyrics, so he's literally, like, cutting up lines and putting them into a hat and then pulling them out randomly, so when people ask, like, what's this song about? Like, what are you going through? He's just like, nothing. It's yeah. Like, fucking nothing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they wanted it to be, like, and they said that with the title, too, like, Monolith has a very, like, there's a very, like, classical and, like, ancient connotation with like what a monolith is but it also like they're a contemporary monolith too and they're like we wanted it to be open to interpretation and people not asking us like what did you mean by this because the last one was very much like we were reading this book when we wrote that and we were watching this movie when this happened or whatever so i think they took a step back and made it more or not as specific but yeah i enjoyed it it's cool yeah all right i think we should move on to let's do it the next one second uh that would be me yeah, so let's jump right into it. Um, the pick that I chose that for this episode was by an artist called Hannah Jadagu. Um, Are you pronouncing that correctly? Uh, that's, <laughs> I thought he just... that's how it was said in some interviews. I oh, actually I literally it. thought that her last name was Jagadu until today. So, so I was saying Jadagu, but when I heard interviews, it was more like... Uh, or no, I saw. So, yeah, it was. I was saying, Jadagu, <laughs> and Jadagu. in interviews, it's Jadagu. I was saying it like that song Xanadu. <laughs> Jagadu. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's That's a fun yeah, last name, you know. regardless. Yeah, it's definitely a definitely a good one. Um. Anyway, so the album's called Aperture. Uh, <clears throat> I was kind of drawn to the title of the album already, just because it's a photography reference, which I think is kind of cool. But um. I guess she, she, yeah, she calls or she named it that because um, she's talking a lot about transitioning different to different periods of your life and how you kind of have to leave stuff, leave some stuff behind and hang on to other things. And so you have to adjust the aperture of your viewpoints and your life. I don't know, something like that. She'll probably she could probably explain her metaphor better than I can, but and that's why um, we invited her to be on the show. Come on in, <laughs> Hannah. Yeah, that, or it's funny. a reference to Portal Two, the game. Could also be that. Yeah, could be. Did you say that, or are you just saying? <laughs> yeah, no, that's I'm just, just uh, saying that. <laughs> purely uh, spitballing that yep. idea, but uh, anywho, yeah, it's uh, it came out in May. Um, it's a ultimately, I guess you would call it an indie rock, indie pop record, but. Um, I think what the way I found it was I was actually listening to a bunch of shoegaze uh, playlists and it, it popped up on one of those. So Interesting. I guess it w- can blend huh. into that realm and I can see how certain elements of it blend into that realm. But um, yeah, yeah. So she's uh, she's got an interesting story and I won't get too detailed into it because we don't love to do that anymore because it <laughs> takes up a lot of time. Um, so the short version is basically she 
recorded her first single and um an ep on an iphone with uh an i an irig microphone and garage band um oh, yeah. and she was like in high school so um like 17 18 years old how old, old. is she now <clears throat> Um, she's, I think she's either 19 or 20 now. Whoa. She's going into she's, her twenties because uh, the shit. aperture is about transitioning into her twenties, which I was just like, Oh yeah, it gets Damn. worse. She's so, young. so she's from Texas, but she now is at NYU as a student, uh, doing music business, music business. I don't know, whatever music as a business, something like that. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so she, yeah, she's very young, but, uh, I guess sub pop discovered, scouted her discovered her somehow on uh after she self-released her ep or self-released a single and then they released the ep that was like self-made i'm not quite sure what happened officially with the release what but basically do you know about her? well basically she got scouted by sub pop and um it's that's a big deal when you're less than 20 years old yeah, uh, to get onto a record label that large yeah so um yeah, yeah where, they, where why couldn't i do that come on they obviously have a lot of faith in her uh and where she's gonna go so i'll be curious to see what happens but yeah she's been sort of like talked about uh frequently because of that uh that that fact that she got put on sub pop at such a young age and it's uh sort of like living the indie rock dream i guess right yeah i saw she went on tour with wild nothing and beach fossils yep which... yep she's played some of the big fe- festivals i think she played the pitchfork festival and stuff like that so um yeah i mean interesting story for sure uh but this is her debut album um and it's uh it's a good one i mean i think it's pretty solid i i like the production on it but um let's play a clip and then we can talk more about the details of the music all right uh, what are we listening to so we're gonna play warning sign um and i think how long is that track ready three and a half minutes yeah, so you can play it from like um, the beginning. Cool. Yeah, that's what I was sure. Do. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, all right, sick. And just, we'll right. just probably fade it out. <laughs> yeah. Warning okay. Cool. All right. Sign. This is warning sign by Hannah Jadagu. Jadagu. How'd you pronounce it? Jadagu. Jadagu. There we go. Turn my back 
So yeah, um, I like that track a lot. I think definitely one of the standouts for me on the record. Um, some for other sure. ones were, uh, I mean, one of the singles is Say It Now. Uh, I think the other single is What You Did. Um, what You Did I liked a lot. I liked Admit It. I liked Letter to Myself. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's a, it's solid for me. I think there's maybe only one or two tracks that um, I wouldn't like put, you know, put on first choice, but... Um, I think it's a it's a solid record. It's interesting because I think her coming from a self-produced, self-made recording artist or producer with her first sort of discovery into making the EP and stuff like that. I think going from that and then being able to like have a vast difference in um, the way you're able to record your debut album, I think was kind of. It was a kind of, uh, I guess, a, a logical result, this record, because I think what she did is she got into a big studio, had a lot of investment behind her. I don't know if that would be financially or whatever, but she had people behind her. And so she had the opportunity, I imagine, to really like get kind of crazy with like adding in little sounds here and there, like getting really deep into the production, like working with the producer that she worked with and um, making sure that this thing sounded really good and like was interesting and had these layers and things like that. Whereas if you're in your bedroom making bedroom pop, like you sort of are limited by your equipment and what you can do with it. And I'm not saying that's a limitation or that it affects it sonically in a, in a poor way. It's just that it's a very different, yeah, very different. It's very contrasting of like going from really like bare bones, like garage band with an iPhone to, you know, being on sub pop and like making your debut record through that. I would say that this is definitely elevated above like bedroom pop like in terms oh, for of sure. its production and whatnot but that's what she i was gonna say that's what she was like that's what her wikipedia says she is bedroom pop artist well like, like yeah i mean i think she still is because that's the where style she started, of music right? is like that still but yeah. like yeah. it's clearly pushed above that you know what you would typically think of that because of the higher budget production and whatnot and i think it's interesting too that she's so young because like i imagine like you know, when you're this young, like you really haven't been exposed to like that full career and like touring with a bunch of different acts and different types of music. Like it's, it's sort of like, she's still like discovering to me, um, that piece of the industry. So she reminds me of that artist, not necessarily in how they sound, but just kind of in their, their story. Uh, Raven Linnae, are you familiar with her? Mm-mm. No, she's also a very young artist, more in the indie, um, like r&b soul hip-hop um group right now but she started putting out music when she was like 15 or 16 and kind of got popular um and then now she's kind of like she's older she's like in her early 20s and really like getting into sort of her prime after like putting out a few records and really like you know becoming more notable so i feel like this is another one of those cases where like this album is like a really solid start and she's gonna like probably get decently well known for this you know in like the indie circle or whatever yeah and 
I could see her like her next album or like two albums from now being where she like really makes like her breakthrough for sure. That's, you know, that's like exactly... not necessarily in like the quality of the music per se, but just yeah, yeah, in yeah. like yeah. it feels like kind everything of everything's settling coming in. together. Yeah. She's feeling more like cohesive in like her sonic vision and like what she yeah. wants her sound to be. Because I liked this record quite a bit. I thought it was very solid, um, but it almost is Did like it come up for you like it was i had was there discovered buzz this, about it yeah, yeah i had discovered this through my own circles right, pr- right. prior to this but i hadn't listened to it i a figured ton. i figured you um, would have because i that's kind of the thing it's like yeah. it's been buzz buzzy yeah you know? but uh, been, it? Yeah, so i, I think so. it's yeah, like uh, in in the micro circles right. of things you sure. know, like, yeah i don't know so, i to me and i guess it's the first half of the record i was just like this could be anybody Right, well, that's I why. I like, think, I, but isn't that how you feel about most indie rock? Well, that's... no, not no, not <laughs> not really. I mean, there's a certain type, and it's again, we've gone over this where we've you know been shamed and whatever that indie rock is like not really a thing. It's a well, yeah, you know, it's it's a whatever. But it's like I was like the first like that song, I liked a lot. Like I wrote like what say it now was fine, but it's like literally the first half of the record, I was just like, this could be snail mail. Like this could be the yeah, first no. re- like it's it's very like it seems like a first record getting your footing in like yeah and I I got like different influences from different songs like that song to me is very like Arlo Parks kind of like it's got this groove but it's like sort of stripped back and then like other songs like I think Admitted or What You Did like much more like Moses Sumney vibe where it's like this like sort of bigger like stretch of I know, think trying she's, to be she's got a lot of interesting styles going on that are mixing together i think the record sounds good the songwriting is solid it's just it's lacking a certain like piece of identity that i think she's gonna develop more as she gets older and starts to make more music yeah i do i do feel like that bad it just is kind of it's missing a little bit of just like an identity to make it stand out. I came in here wanting to be mean or whatever, because like what you're saying, Grady is like a nicer way than saying like, it's again, second, like very generic, like run of the mill. That's what it sounded like to me or whatever. And it's like, again, I didn't sit with it that long. There was a gap from when we listened to it, but again, putting it on today for the first time in a while, going through the first, I was just like, fuck. Okay. I get it. Like, it's just like, yeah, I think I think though, Jake, to your point, I even was like that. Like when I first, so okay, I discovered one song. The song that was on the playlist I was listening to, I think was um, was uh, either say it now. I think it was what you did. I think that was the song that was on there. Anyway, I discovered one song, and I was like, oh, that was cool. Like that was a standout on this playlist. I'm gonna check out the album, and then I checked out the album, and I was like huh okay like don't think that the album is as strong but then i was like let's just like look up who this person is because why not so then i started to look it up and get into the story of it and i'm like oh fuck she's 19 years old like this is pretty good for a 19 year old debut record and then i'm like what record label is it on oh shit it's on sub pop like this is an interesting story this is so like i think in that context it started to sort of shift my mindset about it yeah and i started to pick out more of like oh you don't want to shit on a kid like in their start but it's like the same thing like that story that you're talking about like that's what happened to fucking james blake Kind of, yeah. I, well, yeah. I mean, it's exactly what he was young. Like, when I looked up how old James well, Blake he was made the first it, time I did that. But he was, made his first record as a college project. I mean, 
Well, That's she's little... going to school for music stuff at NYU. Yeah, like... but her first record was made on a fucking iPhone. Well, <laughs> like... and the gorillas do that too. Did it on an iPad. No, like, I know. You know, it's I know. Like, I'm not again not trying to shit on her, but that's where I was just like, you're just you saying know, it's been done. Yeah, before. it's been done before, and it didn't have the same effect as like where I definitely wasn't listening to that kind of electronic music. Like the first time I heard James Blake, where I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And I well, look him up, and I see how old he is. I'm just like, "Oh, I'm a failure." Yeah, no, like, for sure. but, maybe, <laughs> like, but maybe that's what sub pop is trying to do. Is they're trying? I to, hate the phenomenal trying... like the phenom artists that are like super young, and they just make something like so like insanely good and like. And I think, but I think that's, you're just like, Shit. Oh, Johnny Marr was 23 when he quit the Smiths. I was just like, Oh, cool. Like, but I think like, that's what's <laughs> happening here potentially is that sub pop might be trying to cherry pick her out and be like, Oh, we're going to make her the next phenom. That's like really young. And it sort of feels a little forced right now because it's like, she's just trying to do her thing. Probably they like are trying to be like, Oh, you're young. And like you made this pretty good album. I don't like, know we how much of the label it. in, you know, sub pop, yeah. I feel like picks things that they like. And I will say that I agree well, but with there like, was so much buzz about it too. Like, that's why it's kind of like, yeah. I feel like that there's like some sort of forcefulness there of like, well, we're going to make said the this same thing, like snail mail and Claro or industry plants because who their parents are. And stuff yeah. Yeah. Like. But for it's sure. Just, it, but it's, I feel like I would that agree happens that you, more often lately, or it feels like it might be happening. If you more let, often. if you let her, you know, what is, you know, let her cook. You know, the, the yeah, more comfortable sure. she gets in, like not making well, it in her bedroom and stuff and, like that, it could expand out. But to me right now, it's exactly like you said, and this will kind of come up with Grady's artist too. It's like, I hear a lot of different things similar to other artists that I listen yeah. to. But at that point I was like, I'd rather be listening to those artists than hearing her do this. Well, I think the, the letting it cook thing is also another thing I noticed when I started watching some live footage, because I think live, they she and her band definitely have some work ahead of them. Like oh, that's, okay. that's kind of the nice way of putting it. Like me watching the live was like, Oh yeah, that's how I played live when I was 19. So like, and I don't, and obviously they're like probably a lot Bro, better. Didn't you just watch the final countdown video? No, I know. <laughs> no, but just, just sort of like that. Um, not necessarily like amateur, but like the, just the, um, the kind of naivety to it a little bit of like, well, what, when did this record drop? May? Yeah, this would be the first time she's playing with those people if she was just exactly, making music in her exactly. bedroom. Exactly, but like, it just but it feels like that, you know. Yeah. Like it doesn't feel well, like you know a fucking boy genius tour where they're like so dialed in with everything, right? Like it's like she's still kind of finding her voice live. Yeah, like the drummer, the drummer is still dialing in the grooves yeah, live. Like yeah. it's just it is one of those things. I mean, and so I think you like you said, like it needs a little time to cook, and they need a little time to to dial in and settle in to sum up just to sum up like my thoughts like i think it's a solid album i think that she has a lot of potential for you know her next couple projects like i'm definitely going to be looking out i think she needs to kind of figure out a little bit more of like her own identity of what she wants to say with her music because i think lyrically it also didn't stand out a ton for me like it wasn't bad or anything i wasn't like oh these lyrics are bad they just like i wasn't hearing like it's just tough because feel like a lot of artists in this space are like the standout ones are really like standout in terms yeah, it's of becoming like more the, and more that way yeah i love like the the message that they're bringing to their music or like the personal like the personal quality and like i just well, wasn't getting a, like i know that. not to there's be a total also, piece of shit but like when i read being like oh the transitioning into your 20 i was like i don't give a fuck about that i'm like i'm so it's gonna be you're gonna well, be fine it's i think be you're, fine. you're gonna be all right. <laughs> i think to grady's point too though there's like there's now there's so many of these like 
indie rock greats or whatever that consistently put out good records back to back to back that it's like okay, who falls into that for you well i don't know I, i'm for me it's I, my my definition might be different but like big thief like boy genius phoebe bridgers like boney Vare, um the shins like all these people okay, that like well, are one the, of those things is not like the others but okay i'm just saying like record <laughs> after record they're getting in like they're the most in the limelight and they're getting good critically reviewed records back to back pretty much like they're not yeah putting out a bad record so it's hard to like funnel in there if you're not already a huge act no i don't i think you just have to it's like what you're talking about like you have to you, you not only have to be given the chance but you also kind of have to have like the you know the bravado to be like i'm not gonna do you know if they're pushing her any one way to be just like i want to do what i want to do like i mean look at what i, like, just I don't mean, know like justin vernon just, fucks off and does whatever he wants like every five or six years i know years but or you whatever, know but, but like, you know that the <laughs> second uh, my point is like the second that phoebe bridgers has anything coming out it's like oh my fucking god like everyone's all over it well and same i don't want justin i hope Vernon. she i hope same she with, goes and makes you know, some weird ambient like atonal bullshit so that all these people stop going to her shows because her fans <laughs> are awful i know um, but i just called mean, out the scene is so like large in that but you never know how long that streak is dude like look at like the you know who was i talking to like yeah first two arcade fire records and then you can really fucking take a shit no i know but that's that's my point is that's not really happening right now like from 2020 till now i feel like there hasn't really been a big band that's put out a big flop in that in that scene the time. there that definitely scene. have been i, I feel just, like there have I been some big ones yeah. i don't know i'm just saying like look deep into it it's hard to I find mean, i'd throw it out there that that black country new road album was shit and they had a lot of hype they're I not liked it. but they're not that huge like they're they not they could have like, been if they wouldn't have fucking blew it anyway no, we can no, move I, on no, i know, we can I know what you're saying to but, you know, like but, you know good for you being young you yeah know, i think i think if you ever hear this no 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 hate i think the way <laughs> i'll sum it up is you're is like this album is far ahead of where i i would put an average 19 year old indie band like fronted you know a 19 year old fronted indie band you know to be and i think that it's definitely got a lot of good things going for it and a lot of maturity to it for what it is i so. i would not have thought she was only like 18 or 19 personally. yeah exactly yeah i thought yeah. she'd be in her mid-20s yeah like making this kind of music and then i think i would have been more critical okay let's move on to grady's <laughs> okay let's move on to mine and see how much jake hates it uh okay so i picked an album from an artist that i had never heard of prior to this year um and apparently for, you know, not, I wouldn't say good reason, but she's not been in sort of my sphere of listening. See, what he's trying to do now is make sure you did your rubric correctly. Yeah, on I did. Your, uh, do your yeah. rubric. On your originality, uniqueness, yeah, vote. Exactly. Category. Um, so her a name Grady is... A Grady pick uh, is a Grady pick, no matter how oh you spend <laughs> Whatever I pick is oh bad for God. Jake, apparently. Uh, so her name is Avalon Emerson. And, Lake and Palmer. this is her, the album is called <laughs> Thank you, And the Charm. Which is kind of an interesting. I I don't know if it's ampersand, right? Yeah, ampersand and the charm. That's not the name of the band. Well, that's it's kind of it's both positioned as a way of like, oh, this is me and my band. But I think it's just the name of the album, and like, I'm not entirely sure why she titled it called Ampers and the Charm. 
Sure, maybe. Sure, we have a winner over. He got my vote. Sure, pal. You think whatever you want. Uh, okay, sure, so pal. she is a uh, San Francisco born and raised um, musician. I think she lived in Arizona for a while as well. Um, she remembers growing up with like artists like Nine Inch Nails and Cockatoo Twins and um, Depeche Mode and stuff. That's kind of what she was raised on. But Depeche Mode. Her career up in t- up until this point has mostly been doing like techno beats dj stuff like isn't she like a dance she's like yeah she's like a techno producer dj remixes yeah she's like germany or london i I think she lives in the uk or the eu or something currently maybe i don't know but yeah so she's released a lot of a good amount of eps but they've all been like electronic you know like techno projects or remixes and no vocals right no vocals and um she also released a dj kicks uh album which i don't know if you I don't know what that is, but they were talking about it like it was something I should know. It's this very prominent (laughs) series where... Welcome to being old, Jake. (laughs) It's a prominent electronic music series where like some of the bigger producers basically get... I don't know if they get invited to it or they're just allowed to do it, but it's it's like this series of records that where it's kind of like their DJ mix, basically. So it's like, like Late Night Tales? I don't know. I haven't listened Mm. to a ton of them, but they're usually very well-reviewed and highly, you know... um, you know, lauded as like these good projects typically yeah, from from, from notable yeah. uh, artists. Sort of like a mixtape deal. Kinda, yeah. It's yeah. like a mixtape. It's like not. It's like original stuff, but mixed with like you know a lot of like other things. It's, yeah, that it's they like sample the opportun- from. It's, yeah, it's like I the opportunity know. to put together like a digital set almost. Basically, yeah. yes. But they're yeah. usually very well regarded. Um, so she did one of those, but this is her first like her debut album is like her basically and she did a pretty big pivot because the music on here it is i mean very electronically based but it's much more like like instrumentation yeah instrumentation wise but one she sings on pretty much every track and vocals are you know heavily utilized throughout um the style of the music is much more in line with like dream pop and balearic music um than like you know like techno or, Dude, or you anything always, like that you always come on here with a genre that i've never fucking heard balearic balearic never never heard of balearic? balearic is a s- form of dream pop that is inspired <laughs> by like See, um already more like me. a form islandy of islandy sounds and like sometimes you'll hear like steel drums or like tones that are a lot of like well, uh, is bright place, acoustic dude. guitars um, it's more like tropical sounding, I would say. I mean, I believe you. It's just I've never fucking heard of it. Balearic well, is you a can province look of Spain. Yeah, it's dude. I I look it like... up. It's a, there's a whole s- history about Balearic music. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so this is like her debut album. Um, and I started. I I don't remember how I found it, but I listened to it once. I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then the more I listened oh, to yeah, it, dude, because that's where Ibiza is. And that's where everybody does asses and acid and goes and does raves. That's like where yeah. New Order got it. Yeah. There so you go. Balearic music. Yeah. It's, it's like tropical cl- dance. Uh, Spanish tropical club music. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. There you go. Anyway, it's Sounds pretty fascinating. Fun. I was really into it Ibiza. in high school for uh, <laughs> for a while, for a little while. You were a raver? No, I was into <laughs> Balearic music. Were you taking a lot of drugs? <laughs> no, I was just in high school and I thought it was uh, cool. Oh, okay. No, I was just in high school, so yes. Yeah. Had we already gone to college and like left you alone? No. no yes. We, we were, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. This yeah. didn't happen on our watch. No, no, you no. were already gone. Right, not our fault. Uh, so, yeah. Um, not our fault. Not our fault. The more I listened to this album, the more I kind of became enthralled by it, I guess I would say. Um, it was after the Young Grady era. 
Yeah, he's always, the, always he's always into the little Grady, Grady era. Always, yeah, baby Grady. Now he's dropped Grady. both the young and the little, and he's just Grady. No, no, I would say I went from baby Grady to little Grady, and now I'm young Grady. Oh, now you're young Grady. He's yeah. always when young. I hit thirty I Jake always in a year, he's always young Grady. When I hit thirty in a year, I maybe I'll graduate from being young Grady. No, because you're Grady. always younger than me, the son I never <laughs> wanted. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The more I listened to this album, the more I kind of appreciated the the intricacies of the production. And she says that she's not a singer; like she doesn't count herself really as a singer. But Good. I think her, I think her oh vocals work really well for this style. It's definitely nothing flashy or like oh wow she's like an amazing singer but i no, think she does not. a good job with her well, harmonies and the Grady way she sings about it ever agree on no vocals never we'll never agree with vocal when styles. grady loves it jake hates it and when jake loves it grady hates um, it <laughs> but yeah i don't know grady lots of it, uh lots of electronic it. stuff but also some like some cool like bass lines and shit that i like um and uh i don't know just a lot of interesting sounds and every song kind of feels different and I think that with this type of music, it's really easy to get this like very stagnant sound across an album where everything kind of just melds together and sounds the same. But I don't think she does that here. Oh, you don't. And it sounds like Jake oh. is going to think the opposite. Okay, weird. But anyway, let's... Dude, uh, uh, whatever. Let's just <laughs> play a clip so we can fucking remember what it sounds yeah, like. It's dinner uh, time. <laughs> let's listen to the uh, the song Entombed in Ice and then Jake can shit all over Entombed it or something. Entombed in Ice is so much more metal sounding than all the right. song. <laughs> all right, shut up, Jake. Here we go. This is Entombed in Ice by Avalon. On Emerson. Jake's favorite song. Um, 
but yeah, I don't know. It's it's a very relaxing album, in my opinion. It's it's. That's very... why I thought if there was no singing, it'd be really good to get stoned too. So, is your main issue with it the vocals? Yes. Why don't we just uh, dedicate <laughs> yeah, this? I, I've already <laughs> talked about it enough. Why don't Let's we just, just dedicate right this in. to Jake's yeah, thoughts. So that, yeah, criticism. Yeah, that's that's a big part of it. And you know, I read the stuff that you know what she what she does and what she's listening to, and it kind of felt like what I said about. Tyler's artist with the indie thing that I'd rather listen to Cocktoo Twins or like instrumental Depeche Mode than listen to this. But I thought it was very groovy and it's like totally up my alley. Like that song sounds like almost like a lo-fi version of like what if Boney Bear did a whole album that sounded like Beth Rest. Like, like that when kind of the like 80s end credit yeah. song. It has like 80s vibes like when that guitar solo comes in. Yeah, any time that I was just like, man, fuck this song, she'd like drop in like a saxophone and that's like always a way to like get me back. I'm like, ooh, okay, this just got a little sexier. I feel like Jake <laughs> but, always like throws these little one-liners in when you're introducing the album and you're like, oh wow, Jake's going to absolutely hate this and then it gets to his actual criticism and it's like very mild. Well, it is. It is. The number one thing that stands out about <laughs> this is, is about? the number one thing about this is, is like, I think that the, the vocals are too, there's too many effects on them to the point where it's distracting and it's like, I know that it's not serving an artistic choice. I know it's on there because it's not, a, they're not confident vocals kind of thing to the point where it's like it's too much really? reverb but it's like it's not shoegazy enough to like call mm. for that like okay. not like it's not like buried in the mix no like, and it's very yeah. for her being like i am not a singer i'm like then why the fuck are the vocals so out in the front like because the music is very vibey and the whole time i was just like man if i were high like at a party and this was in the background and this was just like an instrumental mixtape i'd be like this is chill vibes but i really do think and i know she's making all the music which is you know killer and like i have a shitty like i get that like i can't sing for shit i hate sing, <laughs> i think i ruin my own songs anytime i'm like this is the best track i've ever written then i sing on it i'm like man i fucked that up really bad um, <laughs> you gotta so do I, what you gotta I know, do you i know? get it but it just it really was it was a turnoff for me but it's like i i see all the styles of the stuff that she likes and i really really do like the music but the vocals were just a, a see no, i would no di- i would definitely disagree a no with for you me, dog. on yeah. that's going to be a no for me dog. i would definitely dis i mean your criticism about like her voice itself is like whatever like that's you know very you know subjective very, it's just subjective. like yeah. your opinion man but totally i would definitely disagree <laughs> with you about the usage of different vocal effects as because she's a not not a confident singer like in that song we just listened to she i think she uses the vocals in a fairly interesting way like there's the main track which is has a lot of reverb on it but then there's also like this really close vocal track that doesn't have a lot of effects on it where she does the like like that those vocals yeah sure yeah um but that is like much more closer in the mix and no um reverb or anything or very minimal reverb and the way that like she's able to layered. layer the vocals like that in that way i think adds a certain element to it that kind of reflects her production style as an electronic producer well, and that's what i was gonna where say she's layering like, all these like really soft intricate she's very things. talented at that and you know that's from her background being you know more electronic like instrumental producer like that's definitely evident like in the music bed too all the little different layers and the different sounds but like okay think about cocktoo twins right right can you understand any fucking word that that woman is saying because there's so much vocal effects and like just all the sounds that are going on you can't understand I think, a single but I think word that's his right. point is like it's she not didn't that it's go bad. but i think that's his point is that she didn't go far enough in that direction or like 
like uh, stripped back enough in the other direction. Right? Mm. Isn't that what you're saying? Yeah, because this has the... It, again, it's the... Because you're saying like it's not shoegaze where it's like the vocals are buried in the mix under like mountains of reverb, but right. it's also it's like very, not it's dry very enough forward, to like be... It wants to be a pop thing right. where the focus yeah. is on the vocals. Yeah, yeah. But they're letting you know ahead of time that the, you know, the vocals aren't the strong point. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, it's I, definitely weird, like, see your, I, mean, I definitely see your point. I like, wouldn't say that she is like openly advertising that. Like she's not saying like, I'm a bad vocalist or no, I don't like nobody, singing. Yeah, nobody, you, it's you more of just you can, if you, you ask her, she's going to be like, yeah, I don't really consider myself like primarily a vocalist or whatever. Yeah, no, and is, I don't want, you, you know, know, fucking what's Bocelli doing the opera like over it or whatever. And this is something totally different for her. And it's supposed to be like a... I read like she's doing it with her friends and like her partner that it's a very like collaborative thing and it's very different for her stepping out like being so isolated like it's totally chill like I I get it and I respect it that I just you know just wasn't my th- I thought it's that took very away from Valeric. me yeah. Well, yeah, totally. totally. Yeah. You really know what that term means. I know. I, learned, I just thought, like, why was she... Now I'm going to use it. Why didn't she sing in Spanish at all if it's Balearic, man? All right. Well, <laughs> I will mirror some of Jake's feedback, I guess, on this, but I think at, at a basic level, I think what I'm, what I'm agreeing with him on is that I liked the sounds and musical layering more so than the vocals. However, I don't agree that she's like a weak vocalist. Like I think the vocals, I mean, shit, for someone that doesn't normally sing, like sound pretty fucking good to me. I mean, I would agree so, with that. But. So that's where I disagree, I guess. But I do understand Jake's point. But that, she's that not about making, like she's not about to like belt a fucking like no 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 right right, yeah. right you know but like Mariah I, Carey song or anything. But, yet, but it's not the, like but yet it, I we don't need like, to for this title. No, style and, of and music. that's what I'm that's saying is that yet I feel like the vocals fit well with yeah. this record. So like I don't agree. I don't have a gripe with it because it's like. They they blend into what's happening. She's not me. like trying to do this impressive like vocal no, thing no, and failing at it. She's no, doing right. what makes no. sense not with her music. She's not overreaching. Exactly. No, and that's but not okay, I mean, but yeah. I do think I agree. I, I agree hundred percent with Jake that like her talent really lies in like the production and like the musical layering and the sounds that she's putting in. I think for me, I am not a big electronic music person. Like it's not my first. Um, you know, trajectory of choice if I'm going to go listen to music. However, like this, this album, it didn't bug me at all. Like there was no, a lot of times like electronic music for me, I think it gets a little too, it gets too deep into like the sounds, like where it's like, you know, oh, this is a really fucking abrasive, like bit crushed, whatever. And I'm just like, well, okay, that's cool. Like for you, Donnie, like, you're out of your element. I like, <laughs> it's just such a wide, like there's definitely music like that. No, but like, I'm saying like a lot, of, this is what I'm saying about when I listen to electronic music, I feel like a lot of it comes in and it starts off chill and like groovy and then all of a sudden you are fucking in this like pseudo dubstep land and you're like, whoa, where did I go? Well, there's a lot of electronic music that doesn't go there. Like, I, I, I understand like, that, like, yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah. just saying a lot of times when I start listening to stuff, it goes down that road and I'm just like, all right, cool. I liked the chill part. Whereas my point that I'm getting to, I guess, is that this kind of stayed there for me. It wasn't, it didn't go into right. those avenues where I'm like, oh fuck, I'm a little lost no, here. No, but it's a different, like it was, it's, yeah. which I liked about so, it. I liked that. I, I can see where you're coming from, Tyler. And I think generally for me, it's pretty hard to be like a producer or like, you know, electronic musician producer and make the leap into more of a singer songwriter. 
and be successful at it. And I've heard a lot of artists that have really not done that well. Right. And I've not been right. impressed with them at all when they do that. Like, I'm trying to think of another and role. Like, I uh, think she does it well. I think James Blake did it super well. Right. You know, How do like, you feel about Baths? Ba- I love Baths. I love Baths. I think Baths yeah. did it, does it great. I like Showers better. But. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Love Baths. But, okay, but it's blah, blah, blah. not always successful. I mean, I, I, I probably can't even think of one necessarily that I'm like, oh, they, they failed because I usually hear it and I'm just like, I don't like that. And I stop paying attention to it instantly. Yeah. You know? Um, one of the interesting things, I, I don't know if you guys ever do this, but like when I have to review the playlist before we like do the actual episode because i think we had a long fucking time with this one but normally it's like day of i just kind of like put the whole playlist on shuffle and then just like shit comes on i think this was this time was interesting because even though the three albums were very different they all sort of were able to like fit on a playlist together well which is weird and i think that's because the theme to me the theme within the theme is that every record is very cohesive like, I think each one of these picks, it's like the whole thing, and maybe that's a complaint. Maybe it's too generic in Jake's opinion or whatever. But, like, in my opinion, I think each one is cohesive in its own right. And so if you just put this whole playlist on, it's not really nah, meant mine to was, be a playlist. Mine was more like any time a song that you guys picked came on, I was like, fuck! Jake, well, no, would but, you like, say even that- the Squid album is much more cohesive than their first one. So it's like it kind of just it fits better into like this bigger playlist to me. Jake, would you say, would you have a similar complaint about this that it sounded generic to you? I did. I did say that I think I would rather listen to the bands (laughs) that she talked about. She was listening to than listening to this, but no, I thought that, and again, I think it's the concept and maybe I don't like the execution as much that I wouldn't say it's totally generic. Cause again, if this was a, if this was a beats mixtape, like when I listened to fucking special herbs by MF doom, like this is a solid chill out vibe. And mine was too generic or just the first half. I think yours was more, was more generic to where, where again, not knocking her being like, you know, she, she's young, but I'm just like, this doesn't stand out from a lot of other people who have stood like in this person's shoes or whatever, when they're starting mm-hmm. off as an indie yeah. artist. And it's very clear that she's listening to other stuff that's going around mm-hmm. yeah. um but i did Dude, think it was a little more like, like yours i was just like oh kind God, of okay is... so on on that same train of thought <laughs> yes so there's this tiktok account account i follow and it's this dude who just walks around in new york city and asks random people if they make music mm-hmm. oh yeah and i've then, seen that have you seen that yeah. and then at the end he'll like he'll find someone them. and then be like oh can we play your track and it's always like you know like indie bedroom pop not or always. like it, the, what I've seen, it's mostly like indie bedroom pop slash like maybe like kind of R and B feeling, but generally it's like very indie. Like well, he's not going to the subway yeah. stations where the rappers. Are but <laughs> yeah. what I've noticed he's is not, he, <laughs> where they're handing out the so, mixtape, and then already. they ask Dude. you for ten bucks. Okay, yeah. but the, the weird thing I've Dude, noticed yeah. is that a lot Classic. of these people are like young people, probably like in their early twenties, like at the latest, probably right, like I'm the people he highlights, and dude, like. What I found interesting is most of the time when he asks them what their influences are, at least like one of the three that they mention is like a very new or current band. Like someone would be like, oh, like my influence is like Men I Trust, which is like a band that wasn't popular until like three years ago, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's just fascinating to me that like we're in this era of new musicians who are really influenced by other current musicians so you know but what is that in reference to that's, on this playlist that's how time works man. i just think that it's 
may be indicative of why certain artists can maybe feel a little bit more generic. like generic oh, because they're not being influenced and taking something that's old and making it sound new. They're taking something that's current and sound doing and something similar do. that's also sounds current. You know what's so, interesting? Not necessarily that it's bad, but it's just yeah, it can create this well, there's, homogeneity. There's between also like the style there's of music. also so much music out there now. Yes, too in, much. Like in the seventies, it was like there was just way less music in the right. 80s or you had access more. to less it's like yeah. now you can right. and it's I say, infinite i say infinite this fire hose. even growing up when we did or whatever like being on what.cd or something like you know torrenting and downloading like i would not know half the shit that i know if i had to pay for it like back like people did before the internet you know what no I mean? I mean and like that sucks for artists now because they don't make jack shit but I feel like I found out about a bunch of cool shit by following like artistries being like, right, yeah. oh, you like right. this Cure album? Exactly. Like, go listen like, to this band. When I was like, in high school, and I thought it was just a symptom of getting older and not really paying attention as much, but I used to, like when I first got into like what.cd and stuff, like I used to be able to find all these amazing new artists like really consistently. And now I feel like it's much harder because there's so there's much so more much. out there that it's like yeah. one out of a hundred is one I'll actually yeah. be like, okay, I want to go back and listen to this again. And that's why new you music know? themes are the hardest fucking themes for me because it's like, well, there's so much. Like I yeah. literally was like, I, okay, I have 20 picks and then I'm like looking at when they actually came out. I'm like, fuck, this came out last year. This feels brand new to me, but it came well, out last year. Well, I mean, year. there always are going to be but, albums yeah. from, you know, bands that, you know, we've listened to for years or, and put out new shit. Yeah, or you like, hop but, onto a band that we're like, at the, you know, this could be, maybe you pick her next well, album. Like, this, that's what I did with Squid, where Squid was a brand new thing for me, what, a year and a half ago. I'm like, oh my God, this is great. So I'm like looking forward to the next thing that right. they do. But I did pick I mean, them did out you, of... Did you listen to that Youth Lagoon interview that I was listening to yesterday? a little bit so like one thing that he brought up which i thought was interesting is that he's like well it's so hard to like listen to music and find influence now because i'm so worried about ripping somebody off or like being <laughs> generic or like copying or whatever and so he's like i've been just watching fucking films because then i can take creative inspiration but it's a different medium so when i feel like i'm like trying to make a song that feels like how that film felt it's like new and different i think that's really cool and i think that's, that's one of those smart. things i think yeah that's I like really that. smart and because it's like you go find inspiration in like painting or like yeah. you know a no, different medium of art i mean on a personal and level try to write around that on a personal level in in terms of my own music writing i have rarely if ever wanted to like listen to something like an artist that i really like and been like i want to emulate this it's more of like i'll find inspiration in like a certain line of like one of the songs or mm -hmm. like if I am going to be inspired by like another artist or just like an overall like kind of sensibility to it. But I'm never like, I don't know. I've never really approached music in the sense of, Oh, I like this band, so I want to sound like this band. And there you know? are people and who a do lot that. Of people and there's that do almost that. like, there's a certain time frame where it like becomes cool again and it's a fine line to walk where you're just like ripping it off and like not acknowledging where you got it where it's obvious where like a bad example of a band that picks like i want to do something that's old and bring it like greta van fleet oh yeah where they're just yeah. like yeah. we don't know who led zeppelin is like that's bullshit just <laughs> yeah. own it yeah i put on like, led zeppelin today and someone asked me if it was greta oh, van no. fleet and i was just yeah. like whoa fuck that oh, no. see and and that's, i was like damn and that's i was like that's terrible. and to them sketch. to them they're probably like mission accomplished yeah. See, <laughs> no, i know yeah like right of it yeah that's sure. that's terrible but then there are bands like and i'm i'm more dialed into you know how do you get a, me to listen to a new band if it's like that certain area of the 80s music that i like like 
Vision Video or Drab Majesty, where they're definitely influenced by that shit, but they're but not they're just di- like directly ripping take. off yeah. one person or one it's thing. It's a fresh saying, take. You know, it feels new. Or it's like when yeah. Jackson said that he had never heard Blink-182 when that one Zero Feet Away song was just, damn it. You know what I mean? But then there's also other bands um, that straight up like try to copy it and like are like yeah we're, we're basically trying to sound like bob dylan or whatever and then the know? bad thing is just like when kids like don't go back and look like i feel like why would you want to listen to fiddler like just go listen to black flag like that's how i, I mean, feel this about was my complaint shit. about the war on drugs for the longest time is that they just sound too much like bob dylan and neil bruce Young springsteen and, like, yeah bruce just, springsteen yeah. like it's just so yeah, but, so similar but but then you then, listen to their music in depth and you realize and i don't know i think they're have a very different red eyes they do, and, yeah, they do and yeah. i appreciate them now for what they do but i think again like yeah anyway there i agree i agree it's like there's all that there's the full gambit out there but we should uh we should vote yeah i mean no i'm i'm glad we had this discussion because i think that this theme warrants talking about sort of like the current state of music and especially indie music which is a lot a lot of what we listen to you know like a lot of the stuff we consume we don't consume a ton of like you know radio pop or like I mean, we obviously, we listen to rap and and R&B and stuff like more top charts type of shit, but like, do you listen to that? uh, We all, you know, we all mostly participate in, you know, bands, the rock sphere, right? Like things that are not necessarily, that's where I want to be, baby. What is like considered a main, like mainstream per se. All right. Um, uh, yeah. Somebody got the rubric in front of them, so we can go. I think the categories are. So we have originality slash uniqueness for okay. out of three points. We right. have likability, which is also out of three points, and then we have fits the theme, which is out of four points. Okay. Uh, so let's just go. I guess let's go in the order. In the of, order. Okay. Of the, so uh, how we did it. <clears throat> for Grady's pick, uh, zero, Avalon, zero, zero. Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. <laughs> uh, for uh, originality and uniqueness, I gave it a two out of three. Boom. Um, because again, I like I like the concept, just Why? the execution on the vocal. What? What do you? Two out of three. Originality, uniqueness. This is like. Are you rating? Are you ranking the artist? Or are you ranking the pick? Because that that this is supposed to be like you're ranking Grady's pick. Like, is it original and unique for Grady picking it? Not like, is it an original well, or unique I mean, sounding it's kinda, record? It's kind of it's kind of you know of, that right? That's the only. This is your rubric, dude, that you made, and you wanted specifically the only that category to be about the music was the second one where. It's general likability. So you're saying the I other two give him categories less? are about how unique and original it is for him picking for him the pick? record, not how the record sounds. Well, I didn't know Grady liked Balearic music or was into that or whatever. <laughs> like I didn't know that. Why don't you bump me up to a three I didn't then, give pal? It a, what, Ty, Tyler, what, can keep it Tyler what are you upset about that I should be giving him a better score or that you think I would give him less? I just think you picked this goddamn rubric and I don't even it, like this rubric th- and you don't even use it properly. Yeah, That's answer, what I'm answer the question. Okay. Grady picked an electronic-based artist with what? I don't know. I know, but he said he'd never even heard of this band, and we've all never heard of this band. To me, that's pretty unique. Thank you. Thank you, Tyler. Anyway, continue. I appreciate it. I'm just upset that every time we go through the rubric, it seems like it takes a slightly different definition. That's all. all. I'm not upset with your rating. I think that every time I should get a three out of a three for originality. I would say he's... I just think the rubric morphs from episode to episode. Okay, well, think about this. Out of the three of us, he's always the most likely to do that. 
Okay. Okay. Fair enough. You know what I mean? Continue. He spends a lot Continue. more time doing that. Continue. Sorry to you. You got a two. Not even a two and a half. No. Come on, man. Wait, well, are we on likability yet? We're on likability. Now we're on likability. Okay. All right. Um, for likability, I would give you also a two out of three because I did like the music and the vocal was a big detractor. Uh, okay. In terms of, while we're speaking on the rubric, I think everybody should get this because it followed the fucking theme. I gave you a four because yeah. it's new music. Everybody I should gave get everyone that a four. Okay, I, yeah, I did too. I did too. That's why I said <laughs> you, you guys. If, if you someone... didn't, that'd be fucked <laughs> up. Be yeah. fucked up. <laughs> be like, but that's why I reminded hey. you guys to do your rubric because you guys have been doing it on the spot the last no, couple times. No, I don't all right. do it. Dude, I have fucking okay. all the I mean, shit. if one of you guys like picked like a reissue of some old album, like I would probably dock oh, points. Oh, that's true. You could dock points for that for sure. But you didn't. You picked a new album. That's true. That's true. Uh, Tyler for... compilation, <laughs> fucking, fucking best of. So wait, what was the total for me then? You got a two, a two, and a four. Okay, so that's eight. Eight out of ten. All right, I'll take it. Um, Tyler, you piece of shit. <laughs> oh no, you liked mine more than Grady's. No, I didn't. I liked it less. Uh, I gave. <laughs> um, wait, did you actually? Yeah, I did. I absolutely. No, did. he didn't. What? What? Did I give you, no, I <laughs> okay, just fucking. Just I give you a one, a one, and a four. Oh wow! Ooh, okay. Yeah, a one, a one, and a, and a four. four. So why was it not original or unique? And again, I guess you're gonna get on me for not doing it because again, I think just like overall, it's like an artist. It's not like it sounds okay. like all that other shit. Sure. If that's a rubric you want to make, I guess that's what we need to make it. For into a Tyler now. pick, okay, you picked it off a playlist that you were listening to, and you do that every time that we pick a new band like that. I heard this song on a playlist. I heard this song on how a playlist. How do you find your shit? So you're that you're docking me on how I find my music. I don't know. Grady sent me something. CJ sent me the Space okay, Ranger thing. But it's thing. also like, a band I've never heard, and I don't usually pick a band that sounds like that. Do you want a two you or guys one and docked, a four? No, no, no. I'm saying your ratings, your rating. But you guys always were docking me because I was picking too much post punk. No, I don't think so. All right, whatever. That's fine. All right, I'm I'm ranking you guys now. Uh, okay. Grady's, Grady's, I gave originality, uniqueness, a three out of three, I Yay. think. And I'm going off of the pick, not the sound of the record. So I'm also going off of the pick. Just to me, Grady, okay. to me, Grady usually picks stuff. That's a lot more of a Grady pick than this. Um, I think that this was also unique <laughs> on a scale of one to 10 on the Grady pick scale. What was this? Like a three? What? It's, it's just like, all making sense. No, it's like it's you not. found like just a genre fucking... of music that got almost turned into a Grady pick by adding the vocals over it. Uh, yeah, there you okay, go. Okay, but the whole okay to remind you now of why we made this a category in the rubric is because you were always getting on us about oh it's such a typical Grady pick or such a typical what and the other half of this category was oh well we've all heard this band before right. so that's not unique that's not original so a haven't ever heard the band. You haven't either. Grady hadn't either. And B, Boom. not really a traditional Grady pick. So therefore, three out of three. Thank you, okay. Tyler. That's exactly how we should now be judging. That talk, now, that, now, that, now that the talking pillow's in my hands, no. Okay. But now that I'm talking, I think you fucked up your rubric this round. But whatever. We could talk about that offline, I guess. Um, Likeability, I give it a two out of three. I almost gave it a two and a half, but I don't know. I re-listened to it today, and I was like, eh. Two out of three. It's not something I'd like go back to a lot, but I enjoyed it for what it is. Uh, and then fits the theme. Four out of four are pretty hard to fuck that one up. So I guess that's a nine out of ten overall. 
um, okay. Jake's. So originality, <laughs> uniqueness. Um, this one, I should have given you a one, but you I was have. feeling generous and gave you a two out of three. There you go. Because uh, I think you've picked Squid for the podcast, but you also talk about them a lot. Like, it's one yeah. of the fucking bands you've been talking <laughs> you have talked about. Squid was just my end of the year list because we had all listened to that and I couldn't pick it but for I, an episode. Yeah, but you tried to pick it once and then we made you switch it or something. Because you were all listening to it. Okay, okay. So, I was so like, yeah. yeah. So not super original or unique. Uh, so yeah, I'm surprised to give it a two, but whatever. Technically, I think you hadn't picked it, so I'll give it a two. Anyway. You Squitch. Um, I did like, pick Squitch. Likeability, I gave it also a two out of three. Again, it was bordering that two and a half, but I don't know. I, it's hard. Like, I just feel like for me squid overall is a two out of three in likability like both records like they're like they're good they're like i would say good bordering very good but they're not how like I feel phenomenal to me kind of yeah I feel too. so anyway two out of three and then fits the theme four out of four so sorry you guys both got a nine out of ten if i felt like i was it was a very big toss-up this week however wait what what we had the oh same i'm sorry score? no no because you scored yeah Jake's... jake got it so jake got an eight sorry Jake got an eight out of ten. Two yeah. out of three, two out of three, and four out of four. My yeah. bad. Yeah. So anyway, but the point I was gonna make is that. Are you writing that, down the totals? Uh, or are you yeah, just keeping yes. track of yours? Uh, the point I was I'm gonna just make. Mine. Okay, Sorry. The point I was gonna make though is that if we weren't using your rubric, Jake, and we were just going on which one would I pick, like just straight up, I would have picked Squid. Okay, well, it's also been like three months since we've all hung out, so we can no, go no, talk I about know. that again. No, I'm like, just saying. I don't like, really give a it, shit. I'm just saying you invented this rubric because no, you I wanted think, to yeah. to get a leg well, up some, on the likability because you're like, oh, I picked shit that you guys never no, like, and it's brotherly collusion. But in this case, I would have picked yours. It edged out Grady's just on likability a little bit, but not enough. Well, then to you like, would have given it a two point five. So like, no, that's but the, like if it's it, it was like a two point one. Like, well, we're not getting know, into those. I know, okay. but, can I, I know. Okay, I know. That's what I'm saying. If the rubric was out of the picture, all right. Can I go? You now? Probably would have. The rubric's too, it, it's but. too subjective. Otherwise, it needs to be something to be like, uh, you know, because like if we were talking right now, the way you're talking to me, I'd give you a zero, and I'd pick Grady's because I'm mad at you. Oh <laughs> that's what we're trying to prevent. We need some hard numerical all right. data. Grady, Hannah Jagadoo, Jadig Jadigoo. Yeah, <laughs> Jadagoo. It's not good. Uh originality uniqueness i gave you a two out of three i think it was a good a solid pick um i had heard of them before and oh, right. i do agree with the point of like you do tend to pick things that you find on a playlist on spotify what the fuck is wrong with that i mean like how do you discover new music i don't know i gave it two out of three and take a walk i i Dude, think what the fuck generally, how do you guys discover shit like i, I don't want to get into that right now I, I don't but know. I think generally this it felt like it still felt like a very Tyler pick to me. Really? Yes. Personally. Why? I don't know. I, I feel like you like a lot of the style of music. Interesting. Uh, Likeability. Like I, I, I gave know. it a two out of three. Um, I think it was a solid album, but I you know I gave a lot of my reasons earlier. But looking forward to what she does in the future. Uh, fits the theme four to four. So I gave you an eight and a half out of ten. Oh, eight and a half. Oh, Where's sorry. Half uh, sorry, not eight and a half. Just an eight. Eight. Yeah. Eight out of ten. We're great at um, this. Okay. So, uh, Jake, Squid. Yeah. I gave Originality Uniqueness a 1.5 out of three. Right. Because 
Because um, I like squid. Because you have talked about squid quite a bit, and yeah. this was not surprising at all that you picked this. No. Uh, but you know, it well, wasn't you know, like don't put an album. It out wasn't all the like time. the new Coheed album. So obviously, I'm gonna you know give you a little <laughs> right. bit of points there. <laughs> right. yeah. um, like Billy also gave it two out of three. Solid album. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly. I liked both of your albums probably about the same. Okay, in so terms you of did give us the same eight out of ten. Then, well, I gave Jake a one point five. So, so Fuck. Tyler, you slightly edged Jake out, and my rubric. I had the, for some reason I had the totals wrong. So who that. won? Grady did. Did okay. I? Nine from me and eight. From I had you? seventeen yeah. total. I didn't count up your guys' totals. Yeah, you won. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty, I, I think that's pretty expected. I mean, I definitely did not uh, bank on winning with this pick or with this theme. So I'm satisfied. Overall, it seemed very close, though. It was close. It seemed I like mean, none of us really loved, absolutely loved the other's picks. Like, no, right. But, but we all, would, yeah, yeah we not, none of us were like, this was garbage and I hated it. Yeah. No, just and like I, thought solid... the, I thought the discussion was good until the rubric came up. <laughs> dude, you, dude. Okay, yeah. All right, we'll should, talk about. Should that we talk later. about singles real quick? Yeah, thirty seconds or less. This? You get thirty seconds or less to talk about your single. Okay, okay uh, I'll go first since I went last. Uh, new Sampha track. Um, it's good. I like it. Uh, I hope his new album is good when it comes out at the end. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was fine. Again, like I told, like this dude has got a very unique voice that I was taken back to. The only thing that I knew it from, I think, is he. He does sang very. On a, very smoke tracked song. I had uh, already I'd heard, heard this song. I had already heard this song, but I like it. And guess what? I didn't fucking hear it on a playlist. Okay. Good. Oh, okay. Good Where'd you hear it? <laughs> on the radio. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. You could always do that too, dude. I do that <laughs> most of the time. I don't know why fucking We're playlist just giving is you like shit. bad. Like I don't understand We're that. Giving you shit. It's not. That's not. Uh. Are, okay. Are we doing mine next then? Yeah. Go ahead. Sure. All right. Next on the list. So I picked uh the single by Lana Del Rey and Father oh John God, Misty, uh, <laughs> Let the Light In, which is very funny for me to pick this because I don't like either of these artists, but somehow they made a song that I like, which is that's funny. weird. Yeah. Why would you do that? I was just like, wow, you made me listen to two people that I hate. On I know. One well, track. me too. Like, I don't when dislike the song, Father John Misty. When the song came on, I was like, oh, well, this kind of sounds cool. Who is this? And I was like, whoa, two artists that I don't like. Interesting that it came out okay. I can't stand her. I don't like What do you think of this right? track? I don't like her lyrics. I just think like, I don't I'm like her drunk. I fucked. I'm with I don't a like dude, your lyrics like, and then, every time, and I'm I, sad about it. I as a like, song, you I didn't go to a hate goddamn this song. AA meeting. You as a song, song, I didn't hate this song. Oh, you did I felt song. like it had a lot more structure and general, just like melodic value than what she typically brings to the table. Like usually, her songs are just like. <laughs> yeah, you know what it for makes like me, seven yeah. minutes, and, what it and makes I'm me like, think girl, of, what are you saying? Like yeah. this is boring. So did you hate the song? Oh yeah. Oh, you hate this song. It's just, it's whatever. I didn't oh, hate it. Okay. I didn't it's hard to separate okay, her attitude and what she is and take it away from yeah, her. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm predisposed all right, yeah. to those to not liking her. Next I didn't hate this song. Uh, I picked the, the song Glass Jaw by this band Choke Cherry, uh, and I found them because Noah is uh, Noah lives with the singer for this band. So he's been oh, going weird. to see cool. a lot of her shows, and they just went out to New York and did like a little bit of an East Coast run, and this is their first track ever. It's cool. It's grungy. It's got a little bit of shoegaze. I think that her name is Scarlett. She has a nice voice. It sounded very shoegazy um, to me, but like, yeah, very shoegaze. Yeah, like, but it's also it sounded like, like early two thousands shoegaze to me, or something like 
It was, it was yeah. very reminiscent of something, but I couldn't quite put my finger on it. It's got like an early, and I know radio, it's like, it's that quiet, that loud, quiet dynamic mm. that like mm-hmm. creep has that the Pixies have, like when it goes into like the heavy power chords or whatever, like for the chorus. But I, I think they're cool. I like it. I like, I like the track. So uh, check them out. I liked it. I've been listening to a lot of shoegaze, so it fit right in. Choke Cherry from if, San Francisco. Well, you know what they say, Tyler, if the shoe fits. <laughs> if the shoegaze fits. Gaze at it. Um, yeah, there you go. Well, obviously, we're going to have a company Shoe meeting. Fits gaze at it. <laughs> we're going to have a <laughs> yeah, gaze at it. We should have ended with that. But I'm going to say, other than that, we'll have a company meeting about this rubric business. No, we'll just uh, have a refresher course for Jake on the rubric. Well, <laughs> that you know, he invented. Grady and I are in agreement. Here at the, <laughs> no company, here, meeting here at the company, we don't like to point fingers. We're we'll just send out a memo. Yeah. Here at the company, we may be firing an employee. <laughs> okay, well... It'd be really boring if it was just you guys. The board has um, voted. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the boring yeah. board. Uh, anyway, follow us on the the socials. Are we on X now? Did that just transfer no. over? Oh, We're not? God. Are we X. on threads? I mean, technically we are on What's X. our social oh media department doing? Uh, nothing. Nothing? Okay. They were also fired by the board. Yeah. <laughs> our um, social media department no, they're um, laid off. works yeah. full time yeah. and doesn't have time to They were laid off by the board. Yeah, and our producer turned the air conditioning <laughs> off. So everybody has stuff that they can work on, all right? We're all just trying to make it. If you've made it this far, Thanks, you better be James. entertained. Love you guys. Um, all right. We'll be back uh, sometime. Sometime yeah, this yeah, year. We'll, we'll figure yeah. it out. Coming soon. Look forward to our end of the year list in four months. In, in February. Yeah. In, yeah six Welcome months, to baby. 2024. Woo! What season is it, guys? I don't know, man. All, all right. right. Signing off. Until next time. Yeah. Hit it!